All right, I will say good morning. Good morning, good morning. Let us, uh, let us begin. I want to begin by thanking our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Shvat. To thank the Elbaum family for dedicating all the Shi'urim and Jrashas this month in memory of Yaakov Koppel, Ben Avram, Menachem, Zichron of the Bracha, Jerry Elbaum. May his memory be a blessing and remain eternal in our hearts, dedicated by his beloved family. To thank Bracha Strimber, our, our Talmud Torah sponsor for the month of Shvat, for dedicating the shir, for all the Shir Madrashos this month in loving memory of her husband Avi Avram ben Kalman Eliezer Halevi, Zichron Bracha, on the occasion of his ninth yard site. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Nisham will have an Aliyah and the family a Nechama. And a special thank you to Greg and Rachel Levitan for dedicating the shir this morning. A mazel tov to Greg and Rachel on the birth of a baby boy to their daughter, Sarah, and son-in-law, Chesky Schwartz of Las Vegas, Nevada. We wish the Levitans incredible mazel tov. Shavizoch al-Gadol, al-Torah, al-Chopel, al-Maisim tovim, al-Achniso, beviso shal Avram Avinu bizmano. Mazel tov. All right, so we'll say with that, let us, uh, let us begin. So a lot, uh, a lot to do today, Baruch Hashem. We're beginning a brand new parak. Really fascinating, Yomar. So I just want to point out to you something very interesting. The, uh, you know, I mentioned at the end of, at the end of yesterday's shir that at the end of the fourth parak, you have all of these, what we call, Seder V'Hilchos Karben Pesach Rishon B'Kitzara. Right? So you have all of these, all of these, um, these halachos of, of Pesach Rishon, what we call Pesach Mitzrayim, versus Pesach Doros, which is just very interesting, right? Two different, remember, two different observances of Pesach, and the first Pesach of Mitzrayim was a very different kind of Pesach than the Pesach that we observe, that we observe contemporarily. So I just want to point out that Emir Tashem now, we're going to transition a lot into talking about what Pesach was like in the times of the Beis HaMikdash. So it's really, it's really quite beautiful. So we're going to begin with a discussion just about the schedule. How did the schedule for Erev Pesach look in general? So the Gemara says as follows. It's really quite, quite amazing. So it says the Gemara, says the Mishnah, We'll say in general, the carbon Tamid, this is just talking about a regular day. Remember again, carbon Tamid, every day, there were two Tamidin that were offered. There was the Tamid Shal Shachar, Tamid Shal Bein Ha'arbayim, morning offering, afternoon offering, and it was offered at eight and a half hours into the day. And again, we'll see exactly where these times come from as we continue along in Merz Hashem in the, in the Perek. So, So ultimately, again, the Tamid is offered up at eight and a half hours into the day, and is, I should say, is slaughtered at eight and a half hours, and is offered up on the Mizbeach at nine and a half hours. Okay, Ba'ami Pesach, and what about Erev Pesach? Now, what says, you're going to see Erev Pesach is going to be a little bit more complicated. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says, Arve Pesachim, Mekadmin Leim, Yishum Deboi Leme Ovid Pesach Acharav. So, what says, we're going to see, again, and we'll discuss the reasons for all of this, but on a regular day, the Tamid Shalbein Arbaim, the afternoon Tamid, was the last carbon which was offered. It was the last thing that went on the Mizbeach. On Erev Pesach, the Karban Pesach was offered up after the Tamid. 
after the Tamid. So normally, again, you would essentially try to do the Tamid as late in the afternoon as you could, so as to give time for the rest of the Karbanos. But Erev Pesach, they, they bumped up, they moved, they, they moved up the offering of the Karbanos. On Erev Pesach, the Tamid was shechted at seven and a half hours into the day, the Karav Bishmona Omechza. And ultimately, it was offered up on the Mizbeach at eight and a half hours into the day. Bein Bechal, excuse me, Bein Bechal, Bein Bishabbos. And this is true whether Erev Pesach fell out on a weekday, whether Erev Pesach fell out on a Shabbos, this was the time. So, say, so part one, part one, on a normal day in the Beis HaMikdash, the carbon tamid is shechted at eight and a half hours into the day and offered up on the Mizbeach at nine and a half hours into the day. On Erev Pesach, whether Erev Pesach falls out on a regular day or on a Shabbos, everything is moved back an hour. When I say moved back, moved earlier, moved an hour earlier. So the tamid is shechted at seven and a half hours into the day and ultimately offered up on the Mizbeach at eight and a half hours into the day. Aye, what happens? Chal Erev Pesach, Lios Be'erev Shabbos. What happens if Erev Pesach falls out on Erev Shabbos. It mostly says, interesting. You know, for us, for us, sometimes the most quote-unquote hectic thing is when Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos. Right? For us, because then there's the whole Bir Chamed session. In the Beis HaMikdash, interestingly enough, the most complicated day is when Erev Pesach falls out on Erev Shabbos. We'll say, why is that? Because remember again, there, Halacha Lamaisa, so the first, the Seder, you're going to eat your carbon Pesach on Shabbos night. The problem is, remember, the roasting of the carbon Pesach is not Docha Shabbos, which means you have to be finished with the slaughtering and cooking of carbon Pesach before Shabbos starts. So that, that, that's the most complicated day. So it's interesting. If Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos, it's pretty simple, because what's the halacha? We're gonna, we'll see all of this. You shech the Karman Pesach on Shabbos, you just don't roast it until, until nightfall. But Lamais again, when Erev Pesach falls out on Erev Shabbos, that's the most complicated day. When I say complicated, not, not, there's a solution for everything. But that's when the timeline becomes most stretched. So watch this. Erev Pesach, Erev Shabbos, Nishchat B'Sheshu Mechza, V'Karev B'Shevo Mechza. Then, the Karim Pesach, excuse me, the Tamid, is shechted at six and a half hours into the day, and ultimately, again, offered up at seven and a half hours into the day, V'Ha Pesach Acharav. And then, the Karim Pesach is offered, offered after. So, therefore, I will say, three time frames. On a normal day, you're going to see this discussion is focused on the carbon tamid because normally, again, without Pesach, the tamid itself is the sacrificial bookend, right? You begin the day with the carbon tamid, you end the sacrificial day with the carbon tamid. Carbon Pesach is unique in that it's offered up after the carbon tamid. So on a regular day, you're shechting the carbon the, the, the tamid at eight and a half hours offering it up at nine and a half hours. When on Erev Pesach, you're moving it forward an hour, offering, sorry, slaughtering it at seven and a half hours and offering it up at eight and a half hours. When Erev Pesach falls on Erev Shabbos, and again, look at Rashi just a moment, you have to offer up the Tamid even earlier. Rashi says over, not only do you have to offer up the Karm Pesach before Shabbos, you have to roast it before Shabbos. So when Erev Pesach falls out on Erev Shabbos, we move the Tamid to six and a half hours into the day, slaughter it at six and a half, offer it up at seven and a half, 
and carbon Pesach after. So we'll say those are the three time frames for carbon Tamid. Good, or at least for now. We'll say, how do I know that on a general day, let's start with just the simple, straightforward halacha, that on a general day, the carbon, the carbon Tamid is offered up at eight and a half hours. When I, let, me say, let me be more specific. That the carbon Tamid is shechted at eight and a half hours and offered up on the Mizbeach at nine and a half hours. Where do I know that from? actually very interesting. So the Pasuk says by Carmen Tamid, one keves you should do in the book, you should do in the morning, and the second keves, you should offer it up, ben ha'arbayim. I will say, what does Bein Ha'arbayim mean? So listen to this. Chalkeyu lebein shnei aravim. You should go ahead and offer it up between the two parts of the afternoon. I will say, remember, let's say on a perfect day, when sunrise is six and sunset is six. So the afternoon is six hours. The afternoon is six hours. In general, the way halacha works, afternoon is six hours. The day is always going to be 12 hours. Six hours of that are quote-unquote morning. Six hours of that are afternoon. So the afternoon is six hours. The Torah says, when do you offer up the Tamid Shal Ben Arbayim? Or the, the, the afternoon Tamid Ben Arbayim? In between the afternoons. So the Yedikim understands that is, offer it up in the middle of the two parts of the afternoon. Now watch this. So what do you do? The Yedikim says, Chalkeu lebein shnei aravim. Bein shos umech tzalakan. Shtei shos umech tzalakan. V'sha'achos lasiyaso. So what happens? So essentially, you need one hour for the Tamid. So go ahead and essentially work back two and a half hours. Work forward from the beginning of the afternoon, two and a half hours. And I will say, so think about this. The afternoon begins at the sixth hour of the day. So two and a half hours in is what time? Is what time? Eight and a half hours into the day. So essentially you off that, and that's the middle of the afternoons. So eight and a half hours into the day, recognizing that you need an hour for the carbon tumid. So from the eight, so from hour 8.5 to hour 9.5, that's bain har bain. That's sandwiched in between two 2.5 hour increments of the afternoon. Fascinating. So the Gemara says, Okay, so let's analyze this. And so now I understand you're telling me that the timing of the carbon Pesach is learned out from a Pasach in the Torah. You offer up the afternoon. Tamid, ultimately, again, in between the two chalokim of the afternoon. Fine. Let's now go back to the Mishnah. Rava says, on Erev Pesach, Abbas, remember again, quick review. Erev Pesach, when do you offer up the Tamid? Quick, quick, quick. Seven and a half hours. Seven and a half hours, right? You move it, you move it back. They will say, remember again, this is Erev Pesach that falls on a weekday or on a Shabbos. So you move it back, you're going to offer up the Tamid at seven and a half hours. So massive, Rava, I don't understand. We saw in the Mishnah that when Erev Pesach falls out, on a weekday or on Shabbos, you offer up the Tamid at seven, you, you shecht the Tamid at seven and a half hours and offer it up at eight and a half hours. I don't understand. I don't understand. If the timing for the Tamid is mid-da-oraisa, if you're telling me that you are learning out the timing of the Tamid at eight and a half hours from the phrase ben ha'arbayim, then what? What's the kasha? What's the kasha? How can you move it? How can you move it? That, that, that should be an immutable, immutable biblical law. What, 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 are, you, what are you changing it? Therefore, I will say, Rava reframes this. He says, no. In reality, the mitzvah to offer up the tamid 
is from the time that the afternoon shadows begin to begin to appear. In other words, remember, when the sun is directly overhead at six hours, so there's no side shadows. It's only once the sun begins to gravitate towards the west that there's an, what we call an afternoon shadow. Whereas Rebbe Sai is another way of saying the timing for the Tamid ultimately, again, begins at six and a half hours into the day. That, that's the earliest time that you could offer up the Tamid Bein Har Bayim. So mitzvah, so the Tamid, Mishayin Natut, Slali Arev. So ultimately, again, the Tamid could be offered when the, we'll call it the western shadows begin to be cast. My time, Adamakra, Bein Har Bayim. From the time that the sun begins to move westward, which is six and a half hours into the day and on, that's when you could go ahead and offer up Thomas. So I just want to point out over here, it's fascinating because Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi and Rava are arguing on how to dash in the Pasuk, Ben Ha'arbayim. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says Ben Ha'arbayim means in between the two parts of the afternoon. Two parts of the afternoon, right? There's two and a half hours on the back end, two and a half hours on the front end. That puts you right at hour eight and a half. You have an hour to shecht and to offer up. Rava says the problem with that is you're locking yourself into a specific hour for carbon tumid. And if that's really how you dash in the Pasuk, then what license do you have to go ahead and move the Zman anytime during the year? Therefore, Rava comes along and says, no, Bein ha'arbayim means from the time that the sun begins to gravitate westward. Westward, right? Arav, westward. Marav, westward. So therefore, I will say bein means marav, right? The time the sun begins to gravitate, which is when? Six and a half hours into the day and on. Hilchach, therefore, again, watch this. Supposed to listen to this. Therefore, during the rest of the year, when we say during the rest of the year, I mean not Erev Pesach. When I will say that people bring karbonos, right? On any given day, on any given day, they're ultimately, again, we're people who are bringing own personal offerings. I will say, as we said before, and we'll discuss where this is from, the carbon tumid was the last carbon brought. The carbon tumid shall be in our bayim. The afternoon tumid usually was the last carbon brought. Erev Pesach is the exception. So on a regular day, you want to give people time to bring their personal offerings. Dika nadarim unidavas dirachmana amar. The Pasik says, the Pasik says, uh, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says, Allah Khaviashlamim, Allah Tamid Shah Shachar Hashlim Kala Kabanos, Velo Tashlimim Al Tamid Ha Erev. The Laakhar Tamid Shal Erev lo sacrif carbon. So we'll also listen to this. So again, we'll begin to dash in this Pasik a bit more explicitly in a bit. But when it comes to the Tamid Shah Tamid Shal Tamid Shah, Tamid Shal Shachar. Right, the the carbon the morning tamid. The Torah says Aleha Chelve Hashlamim. Now both say now literally what it means is on it the fats of the shlamim. The way the Gemara is dashing it is Aleha on the Tamid Shoshachar Hashlam. Finish up the other Kabbalah. So in other words, we're going to see the morning tamid was the first offering which could be offered in the base Hamikdash. So after you offer the morning tamid, bring everything else you want to. But the afternoon tamid is the close. I'm sorry. 
So therefore, I will say, ultimately, the Pasuk says that Halacha Lamaisa, it's on the morning Tamid that we go ahead and we offer all of our Karbanos afterwards, but the afternoon Tamid is the close of sacrificial service for the day. Therefore, on a regular day, I'm going to put, even though I can offer up the Tamid Shalabin around the afternoon Tamid, when can I offer it up? When can I offer it up? Six and a half hours into the day. But I don't want to do that. Why don't I want to do that? Because in my second, I want to give time for people to bring their individual sacrifices. Therefore, on a regular day, I push the Tamid Shalbein Harabayim off two hours. Two hours. Now, I will say, remember, according to Rava, you could do this. Why? Because what does Bein Harabayim mean according to Rava? What does it mean? From the time that the sun begins to move westward, which doesn't lock in. See, according to Yeshua and Levi's interpretation, Bein Harabayim actually locks the Tamid into one specific hour, into the hour eight and a half to nine and a half. According to Rava, Bein Harabayim just means you could offer the Tamid from the time that the sun begins to move westward, which gives you the entire afternoon to offer up the tummy. So that's flexibility. So on a regular day, I'm going to wait. On a regular day, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait to offer it up until eight and a half hours in the day to give people time to offer up their personal carbonos. So, therefore, on Erev Pesach, the Ika Pesach, Acharov, when I have to offer up the carbon Pesach after the Tamid, then what? We'll move the Tamid back one hour. So, I'll offer up the Tamid at seven and a half hours. When I say offer, meaning we'll shecht it, we'll do, we'll, we'll do the Tamid at seven and a half hours. Chal Erev Pesach Lios B'Shabbos. But when Erev Pesach falls out on Erev Shabbos, which again, remember, is more complicated, not because of the offering of the Pesach, but what? Because of the roasting of the Pesach. Remember again, when Erev Pesach falls out on Erev Shabbos, everything, everything, the shechita and cooking and roasting of the Pesach has to be done before the onset of Shabbos. So I have to roast the Pesach also. The low dochi Shabbos, because the roasting of the Pesach does not set aside Shabbos. We move back the carbon tomate to its earliest time, which is six and a half hours into the day. So I will say, this is the dramatic position of Rava. So first of all, let, let's work our way through it. So Rava says, Bein Ha'arbaim teaches me that the carbon tomate could be offered up as of when the sun begins to move westward. When does the sun begin to move westward? Six and a half hours into the day. On a regular day. But, but, okay, that, so, but remember, keeping in mind, that under normal circumstances, the carb, the tamid shabbat the afternoon tamid, is the last carbon offered for the day that closes out sacrificial service of the day. So therefore, on a regular day, we offer up the carbon tamid when at eight and a half hours into the day. Because what does that do? That gives people time. All the hours between the morning tamid and the afternoon tamid is all open for personal offering. So on a regular day, we'll offer up tamid at eight and a half hours into the day. Good. Erev Pesach. Whenever Pesach falls out on a weekday or on Shabbos, we'll move back the Tamid for an hour, right? We'll do it at seven and a half hours. Because remember, the carbon Pesach is offered up after the Tamid. Whenever Pesach was, well, by the way, we don't, we don't know why that is yet, right? Remember, we, have, we, haven't, we, we know that as a fact, but we have not yet seen the reason for that. 
But when Erev Pesach falls out on Erev Shabbos, where not only do you have to go ahead and shek the current Pesach, but you also have to roast it, we'll move the carbon tamid back to its earliest possible time, which is six and a half hours into the day. Good, Abosai. That is the position of Rava. And remember, that's, that's supported by the Mishnah. But the beauty of Rava's interpretation of Abosai is that his understanding of Ben Ha'arbayim allows for what? Allows for what? Carbon tamid flexibility. That's the whole chap over here. The problem with Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi's approach was carbon tamid rigidity. If you're saying Ben Abayim means between the two parts of the afternoon, that locks you into one hour. According to Rava, you have much more flexibility. Beautiful. Ton Rabbanon, kisiduro b'chol, kachsiduro So ultimately, again, the Gemara says, the same way that the tamid was offered up during the week is the same way it was offered up on Shabbos. These are the words of Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Akiva Omer, it's supposed to say now, we're just solely focusing now on Tamid. So again, you have Rabbi Shmuel saying, the, the, the process of the Tamid on Shabbos and weekday were exactly the same. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Kisiduro Be'erev Pesach. No, 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 just like it was arranged on Erev Pesach. Okay, my comma, what, 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 what does that mean? That, that what it sounds like what he's saying is that the Tamid on Shabbos was the same way as the Tamid on Erev Pesach. What, what, my Kamar, I'm a Bayhaki Kamar. Kisiduro Bichol Be'erev Pesach. The same way that the Tamid was offered during Erev Pesach, which fell on a weekday. Kach Siduro Bishabbos. So was it offered up on Shabbos. I will say, now remember again, based on what we learned, how was the Tamid offered up? on Erev Pesach that fell out on a weekday. When was it offered? Seven and a half hours into the day. So it sounds like what the Gemara is saying over here is the same way that the Talmud was offered up at seven and a half hours, seven and a half hours on Erev Pesach that fell on a weekday, so too carbon Talmud is offered up at seven and a half hours on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, This is the same way that it's offered up on Shabbos on Erev Pesach. So okay, both say, so now we're going we're we're to straighten this out in just a moment. So, uh, um, sorry. This is the way it would also have been arranged on Shabbos that is Erev Pesach. The same way that Karm Pesach was offered up on Erev Pesach that fell on Erev Shabbos, which again, at least according to the Mishnah, is at what time? What time? Six and a half hours into the day. This is how it was offered up on Shabbos as well. And our Mishnah ultimately, again, which said, this is how it's offered up. Bein b'chol, bein b'shabbos. And our Pesach falls out both on a weekday and on Shabbos. Rabbi Shmolhi. Ultimately, again, this would reflect the view of Rabbi Shmuel as we just said. So, but my comment is, what, what, what are they arguing about? So, listen to this. This is actually very interesting. So, I'll say Rabbi Shmuel. So, Rabbi Shmuel holds Musafin Kodmin Labazichin. So, we'll say, remember again, we're getting introduced to a couple of facets. Again, we're gonna we're gonna see. I promise you, by, by the end of this, we're gonna have a solid timeline in the base Amigdash. So, Rabbi Shmuel holds like this that on Shabbos, on Shabbos, the carbon Musaf was offered up before the Bazichin. Well, see, remember again, on Shabbos, one of the interesting things that happened was the lechem haponim, right, the showbread, was removed from the shulchan, 
and given to the group of Kohanim who had finished their week of service. So they would take off the, the lech, I don't want to call it the old lechem upon him, because the miracle was lechem upon him remained fresh. They took off last week's lechem upon him, and they replaced it with brand new lechem upon him. Now when they switched the lechem upon him off the table, there were two spoons of levona, frankincense, that were on the shulchan. They would offer those up on the mizbeach. So the machlokis is as follows. Rabbi Shmuel Savar, Musaf and Kovmin Labazichin. Rabbi Shmuel holds that the Karba Musaf of Shabbos had to be offered up before the Bazichin. Therefore, Avidul Musaf and Bishesh, they would offer up on Shabbos. They would offer up the Karba Musaf at six hours. Bazichin Besheva, the spoons of frankincense at seven hours. And they would offer up the Tamid at seven and a half hours into the day. They both say, this is just a regular Shabbos. This is just a regular Shabbos. According to Rabbi Shmuel, Musaf at six, Bazichin at seven, Karben Tamid at seven and a half. Rabbi Akiva Savar, no, Bazichin Kodmin Lemusafin. Rabbi Akiva felt that the Bazichin, the, fran- the Levon of the frankincense, was offered up before the Musaf. Therefore, Bazichin b'chamish, the bazichin were offered up at hour number five. Musafin b'sheish, va'avid le'tamid b'sheish u'mechts. And the tamid was done at six and a half hours. I will say, now remember, when was the only other time that the tamid was done at six and a half hours into the day? When? When? Erev Pesach, that falls out on Erev Shabbos. So therefore, again, I will say, that was the Lushen, that every Shabbos is like Erev Pesach, that falls out on Erev Shabbos. So I will say, this is the Machlokis, Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva, the timeline for Shabbos day in the base of Mitzvah. According, again, according to Rabbi Shmuel, according to Rabbi Shmuel, Musaf at six, Musaf at six, Bazichin at seven, Tamid at seven and a half, Rabbi Akiva, Bazichin at five, Musaf at six, Tamid at six and a half. Maskifa Rava, Midi Rabbi Akiva, Kisiduro, Be'erev HaPesach, Chalios, Be'erev Shabbos, Katani. But that's not what Rabbi Akiva said. The Rabbi Akiva said that the Tamid on Shabbos is like the Tamid on Erev Pesach that falls out on Erev Shabbos. Kisiduro, Be'erev HaPesach, Stomach, Katani. All Rabbi Akiva said was that the offering of the Tamid on Shabbos is like the offering of the Tamid on Erev Pesach. He doesn't say Erev Pesach that falls out on Erev Shabbos. Ela Amarava, Hachi Kamara. The Rava said, this is what we have to say. Kisiduro bichol da'alma, kach siduro b'shabbos be'erev ha'pesach. That ultimately, you know, both say that Rava says like this, Rabbi Rekiv means to say, is the same way that the carbon Tamid was done during the week. This is the way it was done on Shabbos, which is Erev Pesach. Div Rabbi Yishmael. I'm sorry, these words Rabbi Yishmael. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Kisiduro Be'erev HaPesach. Rabbi Akiva says no, that the way it was done on Shabbos was the way it was done on Erev Pesach. Umasnisin diktani, bein b'chol bein b'shabbos. When the Mishnah says that when Erev Pesach falls out, whether on Chol or on Shabbos, we just move it back to seven and a half hours. Rabbi Akiva, he reflects the view of Rabbi Akiva. Good. But my Kamifli, what are they arguing about? This is very interesting. What they argue about is the spoilage of meat. Spoilage of meat. Do we have to be concerned with some level of spoilage? In other words, if we go ahead and we push the Tamid too early, do we have to be concerned with any level of spoilage? So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yishmael says we have to be concerned ultimately again with some level of spoilage. 
Kabbalah says, if you take a look at Rashi, right, it's the last Rashi in the Daf. Lo chayshin lemichmar b'esra, chimum habasar. Chimum habasar, good. So Rabbi, so Rabbi Shmuel says, we're concerned with spoilage. Rabbi Akiva says, lo chayshin lemichmar b'esra. Rabbi Akiva says, we're not concerned with spoilage at all. Amad beis. Ilo chayshinan, but if that's the case that we're not concerned with spoilage at all, then ne'avdei b'sheishu mechza. Then why not go ahead and just do the carbon tamid at six and a half hours into the day? Kasavar, because he holds Musafin Koldmin Lebazichin. Ultimately, again, that the carbon Musaf has to occur before the Bazichin, before the offering of the frankincense. I saw Avid Lahula Musafin Bishesh, Ubazichin Bisheva, the Avid Lahula Tamid Bisheva Umechza. I'm sorry, so both say, so ultimately, again, he holds that the Musaf has to be done before the Bazichin, and therefore, again, do the Musaf at seven, Bazich, sorry, Musaf at six, Bazichin at seven, at seven, and do the Tamid at seven and a half. Maskifla, Rava Bar Ula, Midei Kisidura, Bechol, Kach, Sidura, Bishabis, Bereva Pesach. So ultimately, again, Rava says as follows Maskifla, Rava Bar Ula, Midei Kisidura, Bechol, Kach, Sidura, Bishabis, Bereva Pesach. Does it say, does it say that the way it's arranged during the week, this is the way that it's arranged on Shabbos, Erev, Pesach, Dizor, Rabbi Shmuel? No, it says, Kach, Siduro, B'Shabbos, Stomachatani. But see, all the things I was just picking up on right now is the verbiage employed by the Braisa when espousing the particular Shita, ultimately, of Rabbi Shmuel. This is what it means to say. Kisiduro, Bechol, Da'alma. The same way that the carbon Talmud is offered up during the week in general, this is the way that it's done on Shabbos, according to Rabbi Yishmael. Rabbi Kiva Omer, no, that Shabbos resembles Erev Pesach. A Stam Erev Pesach. We'll say, not an Erev Pesach that falls out on Erev Shabbos, but a regular Erev Pesach, where what, let me get according to our Mishnah, what time do you offer up the Talmud on a regular Erev Pesach? Seven and a half hours into the day. The Gemara says as follows, uh, and the Mishnah that says that ultimately, again, when Erev Pesach falls out, whether on a weekday or on Shabbos, we move it back to our number 7.5, that reflects the view of everyone. So the Gemara says, So what did Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shmuel argue about? Ultimately, again, what they worry about is what we call the Gzera of Nidarim and Nidavas. They both say, what does this mean? So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, Rabbi Akiva Savar, I'm sorry, Rabbi Shmuel Savar, Gazrinan Shabbos Atuchol, Rabbi Akiva Savar, Lo Gazrinan. Rabbi Shmuel says that we're concerned that ultimately, again, what happens on Shabbos may lead you to go ahead and, we'll say, take a look at Rashi for just a moment. Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva Omer, Rashi says, Kol Shabbosos Hashanah Nishchat B'Sheva Mechza. No, no, I'm sorry. Um, no, sorry, no Rashi. Yeah. Fine, fine. So good, we'll just, we'll, Rabbi Shmuel holds, Gazin and Shabbos Atuchol, Rabbi Shmuel says, we're concerned, ultimately again, that how you conduct yourself on Shabbos ultimately will influence what happens during the week? Rabbi Akiva Savar, Lo Gazinon. And Rabbi Akiva holds that we're not Gozer. Fine. Ilo Gazinon, Ne'av De Bevav Umechza. But if you're not concerned, then why not offer up the Tamid at six and a half hours into the day? Kasavar Musaf and Koldmin Labazichin. Ultimately, again, because he holds that the Musaf, Karba Musaf on Shabbos, has to occur before the Bazichin, before the frankincense. Therefore, again, Musaf and Besheish, 
And ultimately, again, so therefore, in his timeline, the Musa would be at six hours, the Bazichan at seven hours, and we offer up the Tamid at seven and a half hours. So both say, let's just go a little bit weiter, and then I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the Rambam with the entire timeline, which Mir Sashem will allow all of this to come together. So the Gemara says as follows: Meisve, raise the kasha, raise the kasha. Want to do? There's a tosis here also. Um, fine. Just look at one Rashi, then we'll go on. Look at Rashi. Kach siduro. Rashi says, "Bishabasu shakol ashana viafa gab delekin adam and adavas chashin on the srach and the darim dechol til maasul and misrach ulemei avet bechol nami b'sheva umifsli and adam and adavas shaachar." So both say. So what I want to point out over here is in this last version, the machlokus in Rabbi Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Akiva is a concern that if we go ahead and we move the carbon tamid early on Shabbos. So say, now remember again, moving the carbon tamid, let, let's just, let me just clarify this one point and then we'll move on. On a, on a regular day, right, besides Erev Pesach, so tamid Shabbat Harbaim is the last carbon which is offered. Remember again, the exception to that is Erev Pesach, where the Pesach is offered up after the tamid. The concern in general with moving the carbon pace, with moving the tamid early, is what? Is a concern that Lamaisa, that means you're going to be offering up in the Dharma and the Davos earlier as well, the potential for spoilage. So interestingly enough, the sh- now on Shabbos, remember, there are no Nidharm and Nidavas that are offered up. You can't offer up personal kabbalas on, on Shabbos. So moving the Tamid earlier on Shabbos does not really create an issue or a potential issue of spoilage. The Shiloh would become, would we be concerned that what you do on Shabbos may ultimately, again, influence what happens during the week. That was the Machlokis Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yishmael in the last iteration. Let's do one more piece. Then we'll see the Rambam. Meisvei, Tamit shal kol ha-shana kula karav kil chaso. The Tamit throughout the entire year is offered up in the normal way. Nishchat b'shmona. It's shechted in the eighth hour. Shmona u'mechza, sorry. V'karav b'tas u'mechza. And is offered up in the ninth and a half hour. U'be'erav Pesach. On our Pesach, let's move back one hour. Nishchat b'shevo mechza. V'karav b'chasu mechza. So we'll say, so far, nothing new. Our Mishnah. Our Mishnah. Chalios b'shabbos. What happens if Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos? Uh, sorry. Chalios b'shabbos. Kichol. Right? So ultimately, again, it's the I'm sorry. Chalios b'shabbos. I'm sorry. Kichalios b'sheni b'shabbos. So ultimately, again, I'm going to read that once more. So what happens? So remember, in this, so Tamit, the regular Tamit offered up at eight and a half hours. And, sorry, Shechted, eight and a half, offered up nine and a half. Erev Pesach, Erev Pesach, it checked it at seven and a half and offered up at eight and a half. Chalios b'Shabbos, what happens if Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos? According to Rabbi Shmuel, kichal lihios b'sheni b'Shabbos. According to Rabbi Shmuel, Erev Pesach falling out on Shabbos is no different than falling out on a Monday. Which will say, meaning it's no different than falling out on any day. There's no distinction if Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos or if Erev Pesach ultimately falls out on a weekday. What we do on a week, on a regular day is Tamid offered up at eight and a half hours into the day. On Erev Pesach, it's seven and a half hours into the day. And it makes no difference when Erev Pesach falls out. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Kisiduro Be'erev Pesach. Rabbi Akiva says, then no, we, we, we go ahead and we perform it like Erev Pesach. So the Gemara says, okay, what does that mean? So remember again, according to Rabbi Shmuel, according to Rabbi Shmuel, if Erev Pesach falls out, Chalios B'Shabbos, so Rabbi Shmuel holds 
Erev Pesach on Shabbos is no different than Erev Pesach on a Monday. Rabbi Akiva says, Kisiduro be'erev ha'pesach. So says the Gemara, Bishlomo la'abaye necha. According to Abaye, ultimately, again, this statement makes sense. A little of a kashya, but according to Rav's interpretation, it'll be difficult. Omelecha Rav, no, no, no. Lo teima kichal b'sheni b'shabbos. Rav said, don't read Rabbi Shmola saying it's as if that whenever Pesach falls out on a Shabbos, it's as if it fell out on a Monday. Ela ima kisheni b'shabbos da'alma. Rather say, it's just like a regular Monday. In other words, we'll say, what it sounds like, look at Rashi, right across in Rashi, So we'll say what it sounds like, that according to Rabbi Shah, Rabbi Shah is actually saying, is you would not move back the Tamid on Erev Pesach at all. If Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos, Kisiduro kol hashana kula ol tirei So if Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos, it's done the same way like the Tamid has done throughout the year. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Kisiduro be'erev Pesach. That ultimately, again, it's like a regular Erev Pesach, da'almo. Bishlam al-Rava necha el abai kasha. So according to Rav's interpretation, the statement makes sense. But according to Abai, it's a kasha. Omer lecha Abai, Abai would say, Lo teima kisiduro kol hashana. Don't say that you offer up the Tamid like you do throughout the year. Ela'ima kisiduro kol hashanim kulon. Don't say that you offer up the Tamid like you do throughout the year. Rashi says, Kisedro kol hashana, hainu b'shmono mechza dechashin l'michmar b'sra. Rather, rather read it, Ela'ima kisiduro kol hashanim. Rather say it like we do throughout the years. So what does that mean? Kol Hashanim. Rashi says, Kol Hashanim. Sherev HaPesach chal b'chol. Whenever Pesach falls out on a weekday. Deshachtinu b'shava u'mechza. That we would normally move back to Tamid by an hour. Slaughter it, that's seven and a half hours. Rabbi Akiva Amar, Kisiduro Erev HaPesach shechalios Erev Shabbos. Whereas Rabbi Akiva Amar, Kisiduro Erev HaPesach shechalios Erev Shabbos. Rabbi Akiva says that no, the order of it would be like an Erev Pesach that falls out on an Erev Shabbos, which also would mean ultimately moving the Tamid back to six and a half hours. Okay, let's take a breath now for a second. So now, we have a lot of information, right? A lot of information, namely, again, we have a number of different models. Model number one, is carbon on a regular day. So again, seems to be everybody's kind of, that doesn't seem to be a point of contention. Carbon tamar on a regular day offered up when? Is going to be offered up at six and a half hours into the day. After that, now the Gemara introduces us to the Machlokas Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shmuel, which then has Shabbos ramifications, then has ultimately, again, Erev Pesach ramifications as well. But said, let me read to you the Rambam. So before we said, because again, we're going to start, not, not a new sugyo, but a little bit of, 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 of a different term, but let, let's just get clarity on the timeline. So the Rambam, in Hilchos Timidin Umusafin, Parak Aleph Halacha Gimel writes as follows, Tamid Shabbin Abayim, Shochtin Oso, Mishayarich Hatzel V'yukalakosherich. You go, you offer up the current Tamid when? When the shade literally means the shade becomes longer. What does that mean? I will say when? V'hu? So we'll say, we pass in just number one, point number one. Because remember, again, we had a machlokes between Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi and Rava. And what was the machlokes? How do you translate the words? Bein ha'arbayim, right? Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi had a very specific translation between the two chalakim of the afternoon. 
two and a half hours on the front end, two and a half hours on the back end, which really, which really limits the Tamil Shalvin Abayim to the, to the hour 8.5, right? That's, so we, we reject that halacha lamaisa. We interpret Rava's interpretations. Bein ha'arbayim actually means at the time that the sun begins to move westward. So therefore, that's how the Rambam paskins. So therefore, there's a range. You can begin to offer up the Tamil Shalvin Abayim at six and a half hours into the day, all the way until the end of the afternoon. Listen to this. The on a regular day of site, and here we go. You can take your notes now. You halach So number one, we bask in like the interpretation of Rava. That's Aleph. Therefore, the earliest time to offer up the Tamil Shabbin Rabbim is six and a half hours into the day. On a regular day in the base Hamikdash, what did they do? They offered up at eight and a half hours. When I say offered up, meaning they shechted it at eight and a half hours and put it on the Mizbeach at nine and a half hours. That is a regular day in the Beis HaMikdash. So the Gemara says, So, but why do you delay it two, two hours, right? Because remember, if you could offer it up at six and a half hours, why do you delay it until eight and a half? Very simple. Very simple. If you could offer it up at six and a half hours, reason Why not offer up the tamid at six and a half hours? Very simple. Nothing could be offered up before the tamid shal shachar. And nothing could be offered up after the Tamid Shalbein Harabayim. That's your sacrificial window. Therefore, they would delay the offering of the Tamid Shalbein Harabayim until eight and a half hours into the day. They would shecht it at eight and a half, offer it up on the Mazach at nine and a half, and that was the close of sacrificial service. Okay. Next, says the Rambam. But what about Erev Pesach? Okay, drum roll, right? What about Erev Pesach? Right, so what happens now? So we'll say, great, that's a regular day. Regularly, we're solid on the timeline. What about Erev Pesach? Watch this. Erev Pesach, Bein Bechol, Bein B'Shabbos. Right, so category number one is, if Erev Pesach falls out, right now, whether a weekday or on Shabbos, what's Talacha? Hayatamid Nishchat B'Shava Umechza, V'Karev B'Shmona Umechza. So again, when Erev Pesach falls out on a weekday or on Shabbos, they just move back the Talmud one hour. Instead of offering it up at, at eight and a half hours, they offered it up at seven and a half hours. Because we'll say, remember again, this, the logic is very important. Why only move it back an hour? Because we'll say, all I need time for is what? For what? Is for the Shechit of the Pesach. What don't I need time for? The roasting. Because remember again, if Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos, when am I going to roast? That night, I'll roast Mazi Shabbos. Again, I'll just roast that night. There's no problem. And whenever Pesach falls out, ultimately again on a weekday, I'll just roast when? Well, anytime, right after any Erev Pesach, Pesach night doesn't, doesn't, doesn't really matter. So again, when Erev Pesach falls out either on Shabbos or on a weekday, you just move back to Tamid one hour. However, Erev Pesach Lios Erev Shabbos. But if Erev Pesach falls out on Erev Shabbos, so from a Beis perspective, this was the most complicated day because when Erev Pesach falls out on Erev Shabbos, you ha- not only have to offer up your Tamid, you have to get in all of the Karbanos Pesach and you also have to what? Roast everything before the onset of Shabbos. Shochten also b'sheish umechza betchilas zmano v'karev b'sheva umechza. So you'd offer up the Karbanos Pesach at six and a half hours into the day 
offer it up on the Mizrach and seven and a half hours into the day. In order that what? In order that halacha lemaisa, there should be enough time to have it roasted before the entry of Shabbos. Then Rabbi say, really what comes out is pretty much just as it was espoused in our Mishnah. You know, what, what's, what's incredible is the Gemara made, I mean, I don't want to say the Gemara made this complicated, right? But, but the Gemara made it a little bit complicated. But again, the full circle is we pretty much come back to the Mishnah. So therefore, Rabbi say, based on this, you might have the full timeline of the day. Now remember, what we don't know yet, and what we'll come back to it, is what we do regarding the Bazichin, right? Because we'll say, remember again, the one interesting part that we're left with over here is Shabbos and the Beis HaMikdash. Now, I, I, I know what I, I'm clear now on Karban Pesach, Karban Tamid, that piece I have, right? So again, one more time, regular day, Shechted at eight and a half, offered up at nine and a half. Erev Pesach, Shabbos, or on a weekday, move it back to seven and Shechted seven and a half, offered up eight and a half. Erev Pesach, Erev Shabbos, move it back to six and a half. That's the halacha lemaisa. What I still have to know is on Shabbos. Number one, what is the order of offering up? Because we're also on Shabbos. Forget about Pesach for just a moment. Shabbos, I have the issue of Bazichin, right? And Karban Musaf. So is Bazichin offered before Musaf? Is Musaf offered before Bazichin? That part we don't have resolution on. But Amir Tzom will stop over here for today. And we'll say we'll pick up with this Tan Rabbanon. So now, now that we have the timeline, Amir Tzom now will begin to get into the logic of the different approaches. And as well said, we don't know the why. How do I know that Pesach comes after Tamid if after all you've told me that under normal circumstances Tamid is the last carbon which is offered? Samir Tzashem to be continued tomorrow. Shaykh Abbasai.